0: We live we're live we're live we're live yeah. we are all alive in Christ
1: thank you Jesus
0: thank you Lord praise God
1: yeah Praise
0: God. what are we doing here <laughs> oh we're recording a podcast that's right this is free wine and unleavened bread and I said it right that time
1: yeah
0: nice sweet it's <laughs> gross I'm your host Dalton Locke with Corianne Thorpe
1: hey guys
0: David Overstreet And of course, Whitney Williamson is sick with the bid.
1: Poor Whitney. Whitney. She's quarantining.
0: She's doing everything right. She's not leaving the house. She's getting window visits. People are dropping off coffee at her doorstep.
2: There's no no (laughs) (laughs) return.
0: But since she can't be here, who do we have? We have Katie Johansson. Hello. The famous world touring.
3: Famous
0: one. <laughs> so famous. <laughs> ten countries, ladies and gentlemen. Ten countries. Ten countries. She's made all sorts of friends uh-huh. in exotic places. Uh huh. In exotic places. How
2: many of. countries have you? dropped out of friends
0: in? <laughs> in exotic
3: places. I'll play that at my wedding. Do it. <laughs> sure, Garrison will appreciate
0: that. Oh, yeah, I wonder how Garrison yeah. would would react to that.
3: I'll <laughs> sing it on karaoke. Better yet. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Son
0: Perfect, of Gary. Guys, we are what, six weeks deep into twenty
3: twenty one? Yeah. Sorry. No, we're I three weeks deep. Three weeks. Well while,
0: while recording, yes. But when this airs. Oh. Yeah.
3: Continuity. I'm new here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, how is 2021 going for everybody? Are you keeping up with your resolutions?
4: I think
3: so. Uh I don't make <laughs> them. I don't make resolutions personally. Yeah? Yeah. Not unless I can see that. Yeah, I know. Cuz Not even for fun? No.
2: No.
4: Cuz it's no. like kind of like what Whitney said last time. She was like I'm am I'm quoting Whitney. She's not even here. She, that's her impression. That's her effect on me. Yeah. And she, when she was like, "You shouldn't need a resolution to like change your life or to mm,
3: make Steve." Yeah. Should, it's, you shouldn't need good. a new
0: year to change your life. Probably. Here you go.
1: Whitney. Yeah.
3: Something
0: like that. Whit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's not even here, and she's dropping mics. Yeah. Blowing <laughs> yeah. up the
0: house. <laughs> <laughs> that one week when it was just Whitdom after Whitdom.
4: She was like, you're blowing up the house. No, that was Corianne. She was like, you're just blowing the house
0: up. Yeah. Goodness. Well, I definitely have not kept up with my New Year's resolution. What was yours? It was to overall be healthier.
3: Well, it's not too late.
0: It's not too late. You know, I can just (laughs) restart right now. Just
1: drink some water. I've
0: got water right here. Go to the gym. I'm already doing a good job. That's
1: perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, water has been (laughs) something I've been really trying to drink more of.
4: Yeah. Well, if we all start taking <laughs> sips of water and I
0: want to reach for it mother. reminded me have to do it.
1: Oh, I guess I will too. There you go.
0: But no, I uh, I signed up for this total fitness kickboxing. Oh yeah. class. And I've been one time. Okay. And it, the reason I haven't gone back it's kind of overdue now, but uh I hurt my shoulder like right after I signed Ooh. up. I was oh, ice skating. Uh-huh. And I fell, like, right on my face and my shoulder. And my shoulder took the blunt of it. And I could feel, like, this tendon. blunt I know. Did I say blunt? You, you said, said blunt. Blunt.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> blunt force trauma, you know. That kind of yeah.
1: goes with what we're talking about today, it, it actually.
0: Does. Yeah,
3: kind of. <laughs> I see you're in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just uh, kidding. But
0: I felt, like, this tendon or ligament or whatever from, like, the base of my neck down to my elbow it was just aching for days and so that's why i didn't go back
3: so how long has it been recovered for <laughs>
0: probably a good like week and a half now
3: <laughs> okay just wondering katie already knows bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> should be questioning
0: but yeah so oh my gosh there's that and then i haven't been eating as healthy as i should be
3: that's okay i just haven't wanted start to start later start again
4: DoorDash has been getting a lot of your business. It I will really say
0: has. <laughs> <laughs> and mine. First one week I am positive I spent 160 bucks <gasps> through Whoa. DoorDash. Because hmm. like each order out to our house is like 40 bucks.
3: Oh my god. If you
0: get a full meal.
3: Oh um, goodness. It's never can for you me. can you take can you order <laughs> out and go pick it up?
0: You can but that defeats the whole purpose.
4: <laughs> Don't tell them what you got. What you got from Wing... Was it Wingstop?
0: Yeah, got, okay. You got like
4: a meal and a half.
0: So whenever I go whenever I go to Wingstop, I always order the 15-piece wing meal for two. So it's 15 wings, a large fry, and then two drinks. And it, it's like 20 bucks. Uh-huh. And so, you know...
1: It's cost-effective. It yeah. is cost-effective.
0: It's efficient. As a part, like, from getting a 10-piece wing and then a side order of fries and then a drink and it being 17 bucks. Okay. Like I
3: kind of Okay, so maybe make one of the drinks water and one of the drinks what you want. Is that a good compromise?
0: Yeah, maybe I should just make them both water. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that or just not order from Wingstop and eat something healthier. Oh, but yeah, so there's that. There's that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's okay and all things there can be grace, so. Yeah. Give Thank- yourself
1: some grace. Thank you
0: Lord for the grace. Yeah. That I definitely need when it comes to my health. Anyways, uh, guys, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about blunts. Blunts? (laughs) As As Dalton mentioned (laughs) earlier. No, we're talking about Uh, drugs and alcohol.
0: Drugs and alcohol. Is it sinful?
1: Or is it not? That's what
0: we're going to get into. Mm. Yeah. talk. (laughs) Yeah, right there. Just end the episode. Is it sinful or is it not? We're going to get into it. You so you why don't bye. you
3: take it to your prayer closet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have so many Whitney bites. I know. I'm sorry. She's not here. I have to do it. <laughs> Got to get it out <laughs> now. Got to fill in for her. Yeah. Poor Whitney. We miss her. Mm-hmm. Free Willie. Yeah. Free Willie.
1: Free Willie. Let her out of her room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. She's being really productive while she's in quarantine, that, apparently. That is we good. We are just FaceTiming her. Yeah. And, Aww. like, she has completely reorganized her room. She wants to shampoo her carpet.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah,
0: she's living her best life. She's
1: right? planning on running she, for she president is. now. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: she get COVID again? Could no. you imagine uh, that Whitney is president? I could.
1: Oh man, unlimited coffee for everybody. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Or maybe just for herself. Just for
0: herself, yeah. She would have a Starbucks built into the White House. Yes.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why they don't have that already. I know.
0: They probably do. It's just a top secret. You know?
1: Yeah, underground.
0: What do you do? Oh, I am a bartender or a barista at, <laughs> at the White House. I work in the bunker. You know. yeah. I said bartender because I have drinks and alcohol or alcohol on my mind. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into the meat of the show and put the milk down. Hold up. Because it's dinner time. Which one is it? Wait, wait, wait. Well, hey, guys, guys, it is time that we uh, put the milk down. <laughs> Was it ready for the sound? I wasn't. The label's wrong now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we are going to be talking a lot about drinking and whether it is simple or not. Um, as always, we just want to start a conversation. We're not going to be here telling you what's right and what's wrong. We just want you to start a conversation with your buddies. And, you know, hopefully it's edifying. Hopefully you... Are more discerning in the topic, and um, you just feel better and you have less doubts about, you know, where you stand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to start us off, I'm just going to throw in a fact here that there are over 240 verses that reference alcohol, as in strong drinks, or wine.
1: Mm.
0: Half of them are negative. Half of them are positive.
1: Okay. That's very interesting, wow.
0: Yeah. Probably not exactly half, but it's that's the general mm-hmm. concept that we have going for it.
1: <laughs> so, so it's clear there's something to be said about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good point, good point.
0: Um, so does anybody have anything that really stuck out to them as they were studying this topic?
4: Mm-mm. I think um, Galatians 5.16 was one of the verses I was studying this week. And it talks about, like, if life by the spirit mm-hmm. and like how if you're living by the spirit and you're if you're living that type of life the sinful nature like living by the spirit is opposite from sinful nature so if you're living by the spirit your heart won't want to to do those things to indulge in those things um and in 516 galatians says so i say live by the spirit And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit, what is contrary to sinful nature. They are in conflict with one another. So that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. So, I think... Kind of just going by that logic, just... like, Like, it's kind of like when you're tempted and you go and you pray it kind of just flips your mindset of what Mm -hmm. you're doing um i know that's true with a lot of people for like sexual sin like if they're about to indulge in pornography like they stop and they go and they pray and then from what i've heard is like it just completely flips their mindset Mm -hmm. and it's like okay like if you're living in that in that way and walking that way it's like that's opposite naturally from what is sinful, so it kind of helps in that process, and that's kind of what stuck out to me in, yeah. the, in those verses.
0: Yeah. And um, you, what you read there uh, about, if you walk by the Spirit, then you're not under the law. What kind of law do you think it's talking about? Law of man, law of man, law of the flesh, maybe. Yeah. Because uh, in earlier in that passage, it talks about being under the law of flesh and slavery. Enslaved to your flesh, right? Mm -hmm. To sinful desires, and so we're not under that law anymore. We're, in in a sense, enslaved to the spirit. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, my view on alcohol Mm -hmm. is that alcohol is fine in moderation, though. Like, never once you see, I mean, we see Jesus turning water into wine, you know, he the disciples partaking wine, Mm -hmm. Um, even at communion. Like, obviously, we typically drink or uh not orange juice <laughs> we drink unfermented grape juice yes grape juice but you know traditionally it's it would be wine mm-hmm. so there's nothing wrong with that um but it's that overconsumption of it so <clears throat> luke 21 34 through 35 says but take heed to yourselves lest by chance your hearts be overcharged with overconsumption and drunkenness and cares of this life and that day come on you suddenly as a snare for so shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of all the earth. So the context of this verse is uh, people are asking Jesus when the temple in Jerusalem would be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so he's telling them the signs of that time. But also he was referencing the end of, end of time when he comes back for his church. Um, so he's basically warning them, don't let me find you drunk and unaware.
2: Mm.
1: Um, so that kind of shows you, drunkenness is not not something that you want to be found by jesus being in you want a sober mind and also with sobriety comes wisdom that you can exercise and um there's so many studies done with alcohol that it blocks chemical signals within your brain cells and that causes impulsive behavior slurred speech poor memory um and obviously our body's a temple we're not we're supposed to take care of it you know as a christian the holy spirit lives within you so if you're getting drunk you're obviously not going to be maintaining yourself uprightly and righteously Mm -hmm. um to others but also you're hurting your physical body yeah
0: um there's a there's a few verses that i was studying in the old testament um that specifically talked about drunkenness rather than just wine um But each time I talked about drunkenness, uh, it, it was as a comparison to, uh, it was used as a comparison to what these people were acting like. And each time it was something that they were doing that was shameful. Mm -hmm. Um, so Psalms 107, uh, David, I believe it's David who wrote this Psalm. Side note, David didn't write all the Psalms. (laughs) 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 Um but he he's kind of he's talking about how the israelites were running from god they weren't obeying god they were just going out in their own righteous ways and he uses one of the uh some of the terminology he uses is that they were on a ship and that they were being tossed around by the waves but they were trying to control themselves and they were trying to um you know combat these waves but they were getting so strong that they were staggering around to their wits' end like like drunkards. And so what I pulled from that is that it was shameful that they were staggering around in this way because in the fact that they were disobeying God to the point that their lives were threatened by their environment. Mm-hmm. And yet they still wouldn't submit. The fact is is that drunkenness is used as a way to like shame mm-hmm. their actions. Um, and you, I kind of saw that throughout some of the Old Testament verses that I was studying. Um, something that I wanted to bring up to you guys uh, is that I was talking to somebody at work one day about this. And this guy is from Romania. And so he has kind of a different view on what wine is. And he told me that oftentimes mm. people in Romania or in those countries, they would pour a little bit of wine into their water mm. to purify it. Mm. Um, because the water isn't, you know, they don't have water plants like we do here that purify the water. Um, and so that, that's, that's what they would do. And that's, that's why he thinks that Paul recommends to Timothy to drink a little bit of wine for his stomach, mm. is so it like cleans mm. the water and stuff. Um, do y'all see evidence for any kind of distinctions in that in scripture that wine would be used to purify water or that it wouldn't necessarily be alcoholic wine?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know in scripture that I see evidence. I was just in kind of research looking at ancient times mm-hmm. wine, how it compares today. And it said a lot of times they would dilute it with water.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: just for like the fermenting or there was some reason they would dilute it with water. I, oh, actually, you know, the reason is because it was thicker and there was sediments in mm-hmm. the wine because they didn't have the same distilling processes as they do now. Mm. Yeah. So they put water to kind of thin it out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, as I was doing my study, uh, I found out that there were, there's many different Hebrew words for wine. Uh, there's shakar, yayin, and then and i'm probably not pronouncing those right um but and then there's a few others that pertain to like mixed wine or uh spiced wine and stuff like that but the two i want to focus in are shakar and yayin yayin is um or let me backtrack so it started out as shakar being any type of alcoholic drink including wine and then it slowly turned into Shakar only pertained to alcohol that was pulled from grain Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
0: or other fruits. And then yayin was specifically for wine. And so you see all the time in the new Testament kind of distinctions being drawn between Shakar and Mm yayin. And an example for that would be uh, Proverbs uh, 31, three through nine. It says that, um, or actually, let me start with Proverbs 20. Proverbs 20, verse 1, says that shakar, or that yayin is a mocker. So, wine is a mocker. Shakar, strong drink, is a brawler.
2: Hmm.
0: And so, they're kind of given a distinction there, but both distinctions are negative. Mm-hmm. And then it goes in um, saying that there's bad consequences that come from both. Um, so, like, there's one distinction there. Um, in Proverbs 31, it says that yayin is not meant for kings. Shakar, strong drink, is not meant for rulers. But then it says to give those things to the poor and to those who are perishing and suffering. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so in one part of this like passage, you, it's negative.
1: yeah,
0: But then it says to give it to somebody else
3: why do you think it says to give it to somebody else
0: um so i always kind of had this philosophy i guess that wine isn't something you should turn to as a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. like so if you're having a really bad day
3: Yes, you don't come home, you run don't a bath, come, and say, I need my glass of wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like... <laughs> That's not... Rather than... Rather than... Going to the Holy Jesus. Spirit. Going to the Holy yeah, Spirit,
0: yeah. turning to the Word.
3: Okay.
0: Um, in my eyes, that was always sinful, you know? Um, mm-hmm. because, then, because then you're putting something above God. You're mm-hmm. idolizing it. Yeah. You're turning to it for comfort. coping
3: mechanism, right? Yeah.
0: Um, so wow. when I encountered this passage, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. But this doesn't say that it should be their source. It's more of a remedy. Because it doesn't take them out of their... If you go back and you read it, I don't have it pulled up right now. Actually, I do. Huh, okay. Um, (laughs) Happiness that just came over his face right now. Uh, It says, Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. It is not for kings, O It is not for kings to drink wine, or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed.
3: Maybe it's saying like the power that they have, they need to be sober because they have such authority. I Mm -hmm. do
0: agree with that. Yes. And I think that fits into the fact that priests and Nazarites were forbidden from drinking wine. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a leader, I think you don't need to be drinking alcohol.
3: So I kind of want to bring up, I feel like conviction is kind of a personal thing. And so while we may feel convicted about one thing, somebody else may not feel it.
0: We'll get into that. Okay. We have the verses for that. Okay. Um, but so uh, it is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Um, let them, uh, let's give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. So w- it's not saying that. It's going to get rid of their poverty or get rid of their perishing, their suffering. It just helps them get through it. Hmm. And so it's kind of a remedy.
3: That reminds me of when Jesus is on the cross and they give him, I don't know, wine, if you will, Mm -hmm. but it was sour wine, right? Yeah. Yeah. And basically they would do that to people they crucified so that they didn't feel as much pain to numb them out, right? Mm -hmm. And so... um, That reminds me of what you're talking about right now in that verse.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: Which is ironic to crucify somebody, give them a little bit of wine. Yeah.
0: But it was soured wine too. Yeah. You know? Um, But so there's that, there's that. And so that kind of broke down my philosophy a little bit. But then again, I don't think this is to take away from the fact that God is their source. Uh, Because it, it, in no way does it ever sit well let me go back to where paul recommends timothy to drink a little bit of wine for his stomach so it has healing properties mm-hmm. it has you know benefits to our health and throughout the old testament we also see that wine or alcohol it's the cheer of the spirit so it cheers you up it gladdens your heart it lifts your spirit um Judges 9:13 says that wine is the cheer of both God and man. And while in that context it's a bit of a parable, I think it still holds its truth. Yeah. Um and so I I think it still kind of fits into what I believe wine is for. It's for celebration. Yeah. It's not to when you when you turn to it in The midst of your suffering and you see it as your savior as the thing that's going to take away your your troubles Mm -hmm. that's when it becomes an issue yeah
1: okay yeah and i think like as a christian our goal should be to fully experience god like fully Mm -hmm. experience this undistorted reality of who he is and so i think it's important to ask yourself like if you're going to have a drink of wine or you know whatever alcoholic beverage it might be like is this going to distort my reality of God? Is this going to block me off from hearing from him at this moment or, you know, while I'm drinking or whatever it may be? because yeah. We should never have time when we're conscious, where we're not able to receive from God or glorify him or, yeah, you know, point others to him.
0: Absolutely. And Deuteronomy, De- Deuteronomy <laughs> 29 um, supports what it is you're saying about wanting to hear from God. Uh, so Moses is walking the Israelites into the new covenant covenant with the Lord. And the Lord says, um, through Moses, or maybe it's just Moses talking. I don't, I'm sorry. Um, I don't have it directly in front of me. Like I did the Proverbs 31. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, Moses says, you have not eaten bread and you have not drunk wine so that you may hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I, I absolutely I think it distorts our ability to hear from the Lord and to understand and perceive the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's something to consider like if you need if there's something going on in your life and you feel like you need to hear from the Holy Spirit don't be drinking alcohol Yeah, like even as a recreational thing where you like you're not drinking to the point of incontinence but don't drink it at all Yeah. for that time
1: I think that's sorry to like change the subject you guys have more to say but um, I think another question I have, which I already have a stance on this, but I know it's something that a lot of people I've had discussions with um when they question marijuana mm-hmm. and it's sinfulness, you know mm. like what what do you guys think about that? because it's like this natural thing that yeah. grows from the earth,
3: like,
2: mm-hmm.
3: well, I know God has delivered me from my past life, right? And so I feel like I can speak on go for it um. I mean, s- just to be straightforward, when you s- smoke marijuana, you get high, right? You aren't sober-minded. And so, I mean, the Bible is very straightforward about that. As to its medicinal uses, I don't know how God feels about that because that's a really new uh, scientific thing.
0: So this is a <laughs> conversation that that same guy from Romania that I got into conversation with, we kind of got into this mm-hmm. topic too, um, so, if you smoke marijuana, it's got the THC in it. And that's what causes the head change. You're no longer super-minded. You're definitely intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, since, like, the point that you made, you can't smoke marijuana and not get that head high. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, probably shouldn't smoke it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, with drinking, you can have a few drinks and not be drunk, depending on right. how much of a lightweight you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh and so there's that distinction there where i say i would say you can have a few drinks but you can't smoke marijuana
3: so what about Uh, sorry you might be about to say it yeah but
0: (laughs) so if you take into account um cbc oils uh is that the right CBD. cbd cbd oils Sorry, I'm thinking CDC. CDC. <laughs> With COVID. Yeah. <laughs> CDC oils. <laughs> um, if you oils. take into account no. CBD oils, they don't have that THC, and so ah, they don't affect the mind. Yeah. I never heard
3: that, that argument I, for it yeah, before. Yeah, I didn't and know that. We
0: take other drugs that have healing properties. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And essential oils. I mean, you think about those, the, they're rumored to have essential... They're rumored to have healing properties, which I believe they do, probably not to the extent that some people say they do, <laughs> but I think they do have certain properties that help the body because yeah. they have those same chemical compounds yeah. that the body naturally has. Um, okay. So I don't think that the CBD oils are any different from that. They may create a body change where they affect the numbness, your, your nervous system, um, but they don't have that head change, and so therefore you're not intoxicated yeah. that's kind of where i sit with that
1: i think too like if you partake in say marijuana and smoking it or whatever whatever you do is also kind of advocating for other people mm-hmm. if you know what i mean so like well for example um where is this verse i'm looking for so romans fourteen thirteen. let us not judge one another anymore but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion mm. to fall in his brother's way. Yes. So you don't want to do anything that's going to cause people around you that are witnessing what you're doing to basically a stumbling block for them. Mm-hmm. David yeah. and I's
3: pastor has talked about this on multiple occasions about being a stumbling block. And basically he says, you know, it's his conviction not to drink. Um, but for others who may not feel that conviction, um, obviously not to get drunk, but just, you know, having a glass of wine or a beer or whatever. Um, basically, if you're with somebody who's trying to remain sober, do not do it around them don't be a stumbling block um that kind of thing um and then i had a point about marijuana do y'all mind if i bring it up go for it um so a little bit about my background i am a social worker and i've worked um, with people with severe substance use disorders um and so i had this bias going into it that you couldn't be addicted to weed Um, i'm from colorado so marijuana is a very common thing there um I mean, I, it's just been a, a theme in my life. It's, I've, it's been around forever. Um, so, you know, you people will say, oh, it's pathway drug, whatever. And being from Colorado, people are like, nah, it's not that serious. It's not, it's not a big deal. Um, but then I once assessed a man in jail, and um, he had a marijuana use disorder, meaning that he was addicted to marijuana. Um, and while it may not be a severe drug, Um, Unfortunately, he would fall asleep, you know, smoking weed and um, it would burn sheets and or holes in the sheets and stuff like that, um, which could pose a risk, you know, to burn the house down or things like that. Not to give anybody a bad reputation or anything. um, But, yeah, I I think it's interesting. A lot of the times we don't consider marijuana as a, a severe substance, but it absolutely can be. One, um, so I think that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's very interesting.
4: Yeah. and g- kind of going along with the point you were saying about the stumbling block, uh, in Galatians five or six talks about uh, verse one, brothers, if someone is caught in sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently, but watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, mm-hmm. and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself each one should test his own actions and he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to someone else for each should carry his own load. So basically just kind of like, don't, like you were saying, just don't be that stumbling block and make sure you are like, our burdens. Someone, a a brother or sister in Christ's burdens are also our burdens Mm -hmm. because we're called to reach them and, and help them. I love that. So, um, I, you know, I have always been in the music scene, and so it's everywhere in the music scene. Um, I've always chosen not to partake um, because I know my own convictions in my heart, and I know that I have a very procrastinatory, like, tendency that really almost destroyed a lot about my life. And like, I know that if I did marijuana, that I've seen how it's affected those around me in that negative way. Um, And there are definitely different types of people who do it. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
4: There are some people that I know who do jujitsu and they Mm -hmm. do it to calm themselves during jujitsu. And it helps. Mm -hmm. And obviously medical purposes and stuff like that. But the people, the types of people I was around would do it purely recreational, excessively, you know, causing to be late for things late for shows, like and I feel like if I were to have partake I would be like that. I would have done that. And that's again just my own conviction, how I know myself and I know what would have happened. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely not everybody. Yeah. And I know you said you were gonna get into the conviction part, but yeah. Just kind of a little um, segue.
0: So pulling from Romans fourteen, again, sorry, David. You're good. No, that's good. Okay. So pulling from Romans 14 again, if you go to verse 20, I'm just going to start there. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Uh, in this passage, he's talking about both food and wine. Um, so I think it's safe to assume that he means wine here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, do, not for sake, do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats.
1: Yeah. You
0: should be fully, it says you should be fully convinced in your own mind
1: Mm.
0: as to whether, um, what you observe is right or not. I think right there, one person esteems one day as better than another. while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Yeah. And that's pulling from earlier in chapter 14. Mm. Um, so I think it's purely up to conviction as to whether drinking is a sin or not. Right drinking before drunkenness not to the point of incontinence right
4: yeah and I I think uh, kind of staying in Galatians the fruit of the spirit right like love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and Mm self-control I think it's Mm -hmm. interesting how self-control is like the only definite like action there everything else is kind of like platitudes Mm -hmm. and adjectives and Mm -hmm. it's there's self-control there and It's like you have to have self-control to practice all of those things before it. And it's just such an important law. And Mm. also I think we need to be put in positions to practice our self-control, right? So Mm. if we know where the line is and we have that opportunity to practice self-control, that's that's an opportunity for us to be obedient. And in Mm. that moment where we have the opportunity to maybe partake more than we should or engage in something we know we probably shouldn't do I think that that's a time when we should practice that self-control
3: that's a really positive way of looking at um situations in which you could give in to um the pressure of drinking with a group of friends or whatever it might be um getting drunk that kind of thing rather than looking at as like man I'm sorry like no, I'm good. Like I'm cutting, I'm getting cut off. Like I've, I've reached my limit or whatever, which is a great thing to say, like, Hey, like this is I drink, one drink, one, two drinks. Like that's my limit. But, um, to kind of turn it and say, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to glorify the Lord and for me to grow in my self-control, right. um, rather than seeing it as like a negative, like, man, you know, Wish I could drink.
4: Yeah. And, and man, like I work as a bartender, so I see all kinds of people, I'm yeah, into my bar, for sure. Who depend on that every day? Yes. Who Whose lives it has destroyed? Who mm-hmm. physically cannot go on through their day without having that, and that's not attractive to me. And to them, it was like Dalton was saying earlier. It's they're making that their savior. They're making that their coping mechanism. Yeah. And there definitely is a distinguishment to be made there.
1: Yeah, and when you're relying on drugs or alcohol to get that high, it's like you are missing out on that intoxication of the Holy Spirit. So, like, Acts 2.13, um, it was at the first Pentecost, the bystanders, bystanders were looking at the disciples, and they actually thought they were drunk because they were so full of the Holy mm. Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's like I want, like I want to be drunk on the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, I actually heard this quote by Saint Augustine, and he said, "Drunkenness does three things: it overthrows the mind, gives one a high, and makes one forgetful. Being drunk on the Holy Spirit does not overthrow the mind, but it does have the two qualities. It does have the two other qualities. For it, um, I can't read my handwriting. Oh, (laughs) here we go. For it carries the mind." heavenward and makes one forgetful of all earthly things. I thought that was, that was really cool. Yeah. And very true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Proverbs 23, verses 19 through 21, uh, fits into what David was saying about the guys who come into his bar. Um, it says, Hear, my son, and be wise and direct your heart in the way. Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat, for the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and slumber will clothe them with rags so drunkenness and gluttonous it just leads to death and it leads to poverty and so if you take that and then you take psalms or no the other proverb that mentions uh, drinking it says to give drinking give wine to the, those in poverty so it it's Right there, you ha- it seems like there's a contradiction, but you need to take your perception and try and figure out what's going on there. So, Proverbs 31, it didn't say, give them so much wine that they become drunk. It says, give them wine to help remedy so that they forget their poverty.
1: There's but, purpose.
0: But here, the drunkenness, it just leads to poverty. Mm-hmm. So, there's that balance there.
1: Yeah, a difference between frivolous and mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. So
3: I would love to touch on what y'all are saying. Um, you working in a bar, uh, at that be doves. You know, I used to serve, I was a waitress for a while and I totally get what you're saying. Um, I do want to bring up though, a lot of our brothers and sisters in Christ and then a lot of those who don't know the Lord, they struggle with addiction, but at some point it kind of becomes out of your control. Um, with alcohol, like you were saying, it creates a dependency. Your body literally depends on alcohol. Um, and so if you don't have it, you'll get really sick. Sometimes you can die um, if it's that severe. Um, a lot of our um, friends who are struggling with homelessness or experiencing homelessness, they depend on it, um, whether it's to kind of forget the reality or they, their body is literally addicted. Um, same with Drugs. You know, you you may start with one thing and escalate to another, um, and before you know it, you are hooked on this insanely addictive substance. Um, and so I think sometimes it's easy as a, easy for us as Christians to look and say, you know, that's like to say, well, the Bible says this, so it's clearly a sin, and that's very true. But it doesn't mean people don't struggle with it, and I know we're all acknowledging that. Um, but what do we say? How do we help our brothers and sisters in Christ or those who don't know the Lord when they are struggling with an addiction?
0: So to that topic, um, I would say it definitely fits into the fact that they're addicted uh, to that extent. And we're actually going to get into that in our next episode. So I would encourage anybody who is listening to this and they're convicted for a family member or for themselves to be praying about it, be in the word, and then tune into the next episode so that we can talk about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But right now we're actually over time, and so we'll uh, we're just going to sign off and you know get into it next week. Alrighty. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, we will be praying for you. Reach out to us if you have any topic requests or prayer requests, and uh, be praying for us as well. You we know that we'll share the word, the spirit of truth, and um, we'll be able to edify each other and you guys as well. Have a good week.